All right, welcome to Keyforge Premier League Weekly. This is Jupiter from Manlius, New York, coming at you, the fifth planet Keyforge, and I have with me my co-host. Hey, guys, it's Trascore. Hey, guys. <laughs> so, always so happy and pleasant, but today we are going to be talking about some Star Alliance, but before we get into Star Alliance, let me remind you guys that this upcoming Saturday, we have Forging with Friends, um, and basically it's Archon Pairs, teams of two, 75 SAS cap, $20 per pair. Um, 13, on the 13th of February, 11 a.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. GMT, cash prizes to the top five teams. Um, there is a $75 luxury luxury playstyle um, coupon to be raffled off to the people who um, enter. And then there will be basically the top two teams will be invited to the KFPL and we're going to have a good time because it's going to be an interesting format where you are going to basically get ranked by the number of keys that you and your teammate make. And uh, we're going to play eight rounds of, uh, of Swiss. And at the end of eight rounds, whoever has the most keys wins. It's that simple. So most keys. So, so if I go two and two keys, my partner goes two keys. That's four keys for us. And let's say I lose uh, three to two, my partner, well, I guess they would have to, to lose also so that's not going to let's say you get three they could go to time two to one like oh uh, right like right there's no time breakers right there's no tie breakers like uh it's literally at okay. the time if you guys are one one on keys you get one one each if you get if you're two one on keys you get two uh -huh. one. so the the totals are, can be very different that's why we're going eight rounds to make sure that there's like enough diversity um hmm. you know enough time to basically outplay other people but um you're the better you the more keys you make the better so we think that maybe there's going to be more of a rush meta but uh we'll, we'll see what happens and how fast the game well, go. but uh it'll could be, be interesting it's, it's a different format it's something new we're trying something fun um in the name of valentine's day weekend so um hopefully it'll be great um yeah, I'll have to take a look at my decks for uh, for seventy five and, and under for something that might uh, might fit this format. I'm, I'm not positive if I can make it or not, but I'm going to try. I'm going to try to make it. We'll see what my Valentine's Day plans are. Yeah, no doubt. Um, and yeah, I, I think it's going to be great. But uh, it's going to be a good times. Um, so, um, with that said. Um, I'm going to also promote something that I'm doing personally, um, and it's like something basically to help the people who don't have monster decks, right? Like everybody's always saying, oh, we can't afford to get these decks. Even 75, 77 SAS decks are going for over $100, et cetera, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, the, the, the argument, and uh, there's always two sides to it. And um, as you know, that uh, I'm a collector and I have lots of decks. And then I, I've been feeling kind of, not sad, but like um, uh, empathetic to the people who are, are, are basically on the, the lower end of this right and so mm -hmm. as 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 a very jupiter fifth planet kind of uh, reaction to that i am basically came up with this idea of basically a mystery pack right and the idea of the mystery pack is that i have a bunch of decks that are 70 plus sass and i'm going to put them into a, a spinning wheel to make it very random but um you basically would pay to, to to want to get one of my decks and um basically my decks would like once you pay for it and stuff you would basically then i would spin the wheel live on on, on a friday at nine o'clock that's my my, my time to do it um, I think it's the time that it would be most fun to do. So like Friday, nine o'clock uh, Eastern, I will spin a wheel. And if you're in the queue, basically from that week to basically have a, um, you know, a, a go at it, I will basically say I'm spinning and number one, this is your deck and you would get it. And uh, if you want to speak up and chat and say who you are, that's fine. If not, then you can stay uh, unanimous. Um, but uh, right now I have two people. Unanimous? 
Anonymous. Anonymous. Sorry, bad word. So, <laughs> it's all yeah, good. It's, it's all correct, good. Correct me. That's what you're here for. Um, yes. But uh, so so uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah. So anonymous. So like um like right now I have two people that are signed up. I won't say who they are, but I'll say um, person number one who they'll know that they're number one. You know, I'm spinning. This is your deck, and then I write down their deck, and I have their address already, and I just stick it in an envelope and mail it. Um, and that is mm-hmm. gonna be that easy. So. Um, like I said, right now we have two, and I won't take any signups after six o'clock on Friday, because um, I want to be ready and like make it quick. Like I don't want to be a big, long, drawn-out show. I just want to be like basically, um, you paid for a product, here's your product, right? And uh, in all fairness, as fair as I can be, and uh, the decks range from anywhere from 70, which there's only four 70s, and everything else is above 71, um, and then like all the way up to 84 is the highest on my list. Um, but either way. Um, just an idea, and it's it's something that I'll do until I don't get people signing up for it, and then once people are not signing up for it, I would just put my decks away and keep them. Um, so, like, uh, yeah, I, I I go with either way. So, um, I, it it seems it seems kind of fun, right? Like, I think if you're if you're the sort of person who who wants something very very specific, then pro- probably not for you. But if you're like, hey, give me something that's kind of fun and interesting, and and uh, we'll have fun playing with, that's a decently high SAS, then could be good, right? You know, I. I try not to spend more than thirty-ish dollars on a deck, mm-hmm. and uh, so this is, you know, kind of in my price point. I'm I'm just scrolling around here. I don't know. There's a seventy-six here with a Ultra Gravitron, a Double Free Market, Book of Malification, uh, Double Spoils of Battle. I don't know. You know, I don't know if it's the best deck ever, but it looks like fun. Like if I were to randomly get this this seventy-six, I would I would mess around with it. I would play with it. Was that DeCampo? This is Sawsgrad, the oh, unmixed Platius Sergeant. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just randomly scrolled to it. So yeah, yeah, I was just trying to guess which one it was. Most of the decks sure. I know by name. If I know my name, I usually am. Uh, I, I know which decks. Like if I if, if I spin it and I know the name of the deck is, I know you got a fun deck because I've played it. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And like uh, like there's a couple decks in there I probably haven't played, but for the most part, like all of them have some kind of fun. Um, that's why I have them. Like I wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It looks like some of them you even uh, went to Chainbound with. Um, or I got them from somebody that had. Ah, uh, that could I, be. That I could be. I don't, yeah. I, don't, I don't actually change bound myself, so anything that. Don't do too change. much of that. Gotcha, gotcha. No, yeah. So, but yeah, but um, like I said, this is like I figure instead of them collecting dust in my collection, I have 20 decks I've set aside as my premier decks that I want to keep and play. For whatever reason, I keep them. Um, there's not a rhyme or reason to some of them, but uh, some of them are great. Um, I do believe I added a. Is there, is there a deck on my list? I don't remember because you're looking at it, but is there one called Syn? Yep. S-Y-N? Let me see. Uh, S-Y-N. Sorry, no decks match this criteria. Maybe that one didn't make it, but there's one that I thought I put in, but I didn't. But that one has like four. I probably did keep that one, though, because it's super fun. It's basically four imprinted mermooks and a mimic gel. So like it's got a lot of flavor to it it's not overly competitive but it's a 77 sass and uh it, it might make it in in the future like uh i just at this point i may be just holding on to it because it's fun like uh has a lot of like being able to forge for one has been the highlight of my year so far <laughs> with a key charge <laughs> that is pretty one. cool I, I, for, I forged for one and then key charged for one or basically two but like it was great <laughs> so uh it was it's a pretty fun deck um but yeah, cool, like, cool. but like I said, I'll be adding more and more of these type of decks to the pool as well. Um, trying to make my average around 73, 74 um, to make it worth your money. Um, so hopefully it's fun. Hopefully you guys like it and you take it for what it is in the spirit of what it is. Um, like I said, I already have two people that have. I've had other people say that they want to. So we will see. I had a Grim Reaper in here. Yeah, there's some fun stuff in here. 
Yeah. Well, yeah, there's a lot of interesting things. Like I said, yeah. I don't have time to play all these decks, so I, I went for the five of each set that I wanted, and uh, that I, I was like, yeah, I want to play these, I want to play these, I, I want to keep these, So like, and those are the ones I kept, so obviously my, my hyper-competitive things are kept, but uh, at the same time, my uh, my less-than-hyper things, I, I didn't. Uh, so. Sure, sure. But you never know when a 4 Edi deck might pop up in there. Uh, well, that would be a thing. That would be a thing. <laughs> hey, there's definitely in here some Star Alliance cards that we have on our list. I see a deck here that's got multiple of the ones across our lists. Oh, that's good. So we should probably get into the Star Alliance for the, uh, the third mm -hmm. time that we're doing this recording. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> apparently, apparently, we don't know how to do podcasts very well. No, we're, uh, we're, we're three stooging this one. But uh, I think it's Star oh, yeah, Alliance yeah, yeah. running interference on us. That's what I, I believe. Something. I, I believe, Something. Uh, I believe that somebody too. got a jammer pack put on them and yeah, yeah. mars is interfering agent who man doing his work that's true yeah he's they're like come them. on talk about mars more i mean we did <laughs> we just talked about mars right and like i think they're yeah basically, they, they're, they're they want us to us. talk again <laughs> they're like stop talking about star alliance they're in, our mortal enemies mm -hmm, um, but yeah mm -hmm. but in, in all reality the star alliance is actually the polar opposite of mars in my opinion like whereas mars is like all in-house kind of synergies like i think uh star alliance looks for synergies but they actually work with other houses much better than than mars so um I, I see them as natural enemies i don't know how you how you take that <laughs> well it's weird because like i feel like star alliance is kind of the evolution of mars so like i both i see what you're saying by polar opposite but like there's definitely maybe like an evolution there uh, well, in terms mars, of when mars ever comes back if it does which i know people want um we'll see what happens like how, yeah. they, how they evolve um and yeah. what they come back will they have more play effects i don't know for creatures they, they have so many like uh like play effects already though like they have a lot too but it's like i said more in-housey type things versus mm -hmm. out of housey things like and the more mars you have on the board the better it is usually for you but i don't know we'll see it's a it's an interesting debate um to to be sure and uh will we ever see star alliance with mars that's another weird like i don't know if we want that yeah. many space themed uh things but we'll see see what what ffg has planned for us in the future in the near futures and things but until that um let's get on with our top 10 i guess boom 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 mm. um number 10 who's first thing i guess i have to go first right this is my page go for it i know because i have pages so i flip them like in this is the left side is my page the right side is your page mm. but uh for number 10 for me i have uh center chief garcia um if you're not familiar with her she basically comes into play um has a play a reap uh, fight ability to tax your opponent for two amber um she's just one of the utility creatures from star alliance that i, I just decided to put here because she can be very game altering and um sometimes taxing your opponent when they're at eight amber to make them pay eight amber can be just as good as stopping them from making a key um she's you know solid body at three um and she doesn't die too hard um so i just she's my number 10 she's like uh like i said one of the gadget creatures there's a lot of them in the in this house that are, are pretty good and um i think that uh she needed a good mention because key taxing has kind of been on the up and up with the uh the newer sets as they've been coming up it's been now it's a very viable thing to basically make your opponent pay like a ton of amber to get a key uh if you don't deal with those threats and she falls right into that wheelhouse for me so central chief garcia number 10. yeah yeah i I, mean, I didn't put her on my list, but I certainly could have. I certainly considered doing so. Bumping those costs up a little bit can be can be real helpful, right? And you know, if you have multiple Z's, you can jump that key cost really high. Now, even just forcing your opponent to forge at eight, 
can can sometimes be be a good difference maker, right? Or to hold them off a few turns and then make them forge high layer later, like that. That's just all all good stuff. So yeah, yeah, I definitely definitely see why you put her on the list. Yeah, so we'll we'll see what happens with all that as we move forward with the uh, with the stuff. Um, but what is your number ten? My number ten is CXO Tabor, three power creature. Fight Reap. You may play one, uh, play or use one non-Star Alliance card this turn. Right. So CXO Tabor does not have a play effect, right? So there are definitely times and definitely decks where you'll get this and it's really hard to use because you don't have a great way to protect him. But when you do, he basically says, do all the things, whatever you want to do with your hand, with stuff on your board, doesn't matter, just go ahead and do it. Um, he's He definitely has that witch status of you see him come out on your opponent's side of the board, you have to kill him because things are going to start to get crazy. And uh, CXO Taper is a good one. Yeah, he's very good. He's just not as sticky as some of the other like creatures could be. And like uh, without yep. protection, he's kind of raw. And um, there's a, a couple of creatures like that in this set. So um, I'll let you go on with number nine. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I know mm-hmm. where you're going, and I think uh, it ties into that statement as well. <laughs> it does. It does, right? So my number nine is Helmsman Spears. Two power, so a little even more squishy than CXO. But the ability is just so good. Fight Reap, discard any number of cards from your hand. Draw a card for each card discarded this way. Right. So so basically, Spears, CXO2, but Spears and a lot of the other cards, uh, a number of these other cards, just let you stay in Star Alliance forever. Right. So so often, right, if you think about often how you're playing out cards, right? You you go house one, right? You play out some creatures, right? And then you draw a new hand, right? And then, okay, I actually have, I'm better off playing house two and not using the creatures on my board because I got more of those effects in the creatures, the hands you play house two. And then you're probably playing house three before you circle back around to one of the houses you, you'd played previously. But with Helmsman Spears, if you can actually protect her, She's going to let you play Star Alliance again and again and again. Just ditch those cards that aren't Star Alliance, get a new set of cards, some of which are Star Alliance, play those cards out, and and just keep running. And uh, she she's very good, but she is pretty squishy. So it uh, doesn't, doesn't always work, but if you get her or even you get her in multiples and protect her, she'll do do well for you. Now that I'm like looking at the art, she looks like she could be related to Captain Valjerico. <laughs> like uh, she, uh, maybe I don't know. I have to, uh, I have to pull, pull up the art. She definitely looks like she's getting herself in trouble, though. I don't know what's going outside outside the cockpit there, but uh, well, she got problems. Well, and, I, I, uh, I see, I see the quote on the cartoon is from Crash Muldoon, and it says, "And they called me Crash." <laughs> yeah, I like that. That is good. That is good. <laughs> so, um, pretty fun. Um, but speaking of uh, cards, at number nine, uh, we'll move on to mine, and my choice was the Hapless Cadet, um, which is a card that again I covered in uh, Burn the Stockpile, uh, my art series I do with Dominic, and. Uh, was fantastic to look at first of all the artwork is fantastic and amazing go watch the the episode if you haven't uh we talk a lot about it but for a three power taunting creature that you really want in star alliance to help save some of these other creatures i think hapless cadet is amazing and then the idea that when he ever it's destroyed whether you fight with it or they fight into it or board wipe or whatever um your opponent basically loses three amber um without having to give up anything to get that effect other than it has to be destroyed um makes hapless cadet a very formidable creature and um very good in like for what it needs to be in the house um so 
uh, in the artwork here, like uh, one of the things that's really neat about it is if you look at the top of the, the bubble on, on its head, you could see like kind of like an EA or one of the spider demons basically coming down and this and this guy has like the, the bangle that's going off like red alert, like you're about to die. And he's got the plasma gun on the ground. So he's just like in that uh, your foobard. And I think this cute kitty is probably going to bite it. But um, who knows? That's part of what we talked about in bur burning the stockpiles. But I do think that this card is fantastic. And uh, it definitely deserves a mention at least at number nine yeah the uh i did not notice some of the cool stuff that you just said about the art for you you pointed out like i did not at all notice that the spider reflection in the helmet um i was getting vibes i i already liked the art because i was getting vibes from the second guardians of the galaxy movie you know and like little groot has that uh you know blow everything up button and running through the caves and stuff um so i had that vibe but uh as you've pointed this out I like the art even more. Well, that's good. And, uh, and it's a good card. And it's a good card, right? Taunt is always useful, right? Especially in houses where you don't have as much taunt. And then um, a reason to not fight into the taunt, right? Where your opponent's going to lose a bunch of ember makes makes it good. You could fight on your turn to, to blow up your opponent's ember, take them off, off check. Yeah, pretty good card. Yeah, I agree. And uh, so moving on to my number eight, then, is uh, one of the two science officers of the of the uh, the group. And uh, I'm going to go with Morpheus because uh, I think that it is a, a powerful card in any situation because it basically is going to double up your play effects and stuff like that. So it's really good in-house because you can play it and then follow it up with uh, Star Alliance creatures that a lot of them have play effects. Um, but it's also good because if it sticks, then other houses get to benefit off of that too, like your Infernuses, your Rock Grubs, all these other crazy cards that could come into play and just give you super value. Um, so I think that uh, Science Officer Morpheus, in a nutshell, is one of the biggest like uh, variable kind of cards that you can have in a deck where um, sometimes it just pushes your deck to like uber levels that um, your deck is already good, but it's just so much better if Morpheus sticks. And then there's other decks that do the opposite where you have Morpheus and it has to come into play to make your deck even good. And that's how powerful this card is. Um, so you can see a lot of variance and probably mixed emotions about Morpheus, but on the, on the, on the general, I think it uh, definitely worth a mention at number eight for me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's another good one. You know, I, I did not include science software Morpheus on my list. I think because the range is so broad, right? There are times when you get them in a deck where uh, they're just not going to do that much because you don't have that many play effects. You don't have a lot of ways to protect them. But then there's times where you've got a ton of play effects, sometimes in Star Alliance, sometimes elsewhere, right? Hey, doubling up on your play effects with Ronnie's and Infernuses, like that's pretty good. So uh, he's he he can be he can be real nice. Um, I, uh, I definitely see why you have them on your list. Yeah, so what is your number eight? My, my number eight is an action. And it is one of the, uh, one of the better board clears slash quasi board clears, in my opinion, in the game. It is Quintrino Flux. So it says, play, choose a friendly creature and an enemy creature. Destroy the chosen creatures and each creature with the same power as either of the chosen creatures. Right, so you can uh, sometimes you can set up really good situations for yourself with this card. Right, you you're paying attention to what cards your opponent has on their Archon card. You know what you have in your deck, and you can you can just properly play out the right creatures such that you can basically blow up one of your dudes and basically your opponent's entire board or close to it. 
and uh, one-sided board wipes can really turn the game around. Um, and even if you can't, even if you can't set that situation up, still blowing up a whole bunch of your enemy's creatures and your creatures after you get to use your creatures uh, can can be really strong. So uh, Contrino Flux, I, I really like, and uh, I put it at my at my number eight. Very cool. Um, and so I'm looking up what a contrino is because I was actually interested, and um, I found it is a sculpture piece, um, by Bathsheba, and um, basically quintrino is like basically like um, it's like a wrapped, almost like a Celtic knot, but it's like a star. So like it's like interesting the way it looks. Um, if you haven't seen that, you should go check it out. It's pretty neat. But I get the idea because it's like basically hidden mass inside a mass because it's like basically a circle of these star shape like starfish looking things that are basically just wrapping into each other and it gives this hmm. awesome looking negative space and stuff. So um, so like when I look at the artwork here, it's like I kind of feel like uh, they incorporated that somewhat in the trickiness of it. And I'm kind of doing a burn in the stockpile segment here, but I wasn't sure what a contrino flux would look like so but uh the idea mm. is that there's a lot of mass hidden inside of a contrino and then when you release it it goes crazy and so it kind of makes sense right with what's going on with the card here um mm. and i do think it is a super cool um like way to do removal the only thing i don't like about it is that you have to give up one of your creatures and you might give up two of your two or more of your creatures because of the way that it basically echoes through both battle lines so sure Sure. And definitely there are scenarios where, hey, you're blowing up a lot of your stuff too. But hey, you know, gateway to disc is real good and that blows up all your stuff, oh, right? Yeah. So, I'm not sad about um, it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when you you know, and, and like any board clear, occasionally you just discard it, but uh, you're really happy to have it in your deck. Yeah. You, so. do, you do get to control it. So that's the best part. Mm -hmm, All mm -hmm. right. I was assumed with the Quintrino that it was a, the, the word, that it was a riff on. Like a lot of the particles that are out there, like neutrino and whatnot, like all those quarks yeah. and muons and all that. Yeah. Like, I don't think Quintrino's a real one, but it sounds like it's a real one. <laughs> yeah, like, so, uh, I, yeah. I, just, I just went for a quick look. So, and it's like the biggest thing I've seen, like I said, is these, uh, you know, is this is this type of design that is made um, mm. by Bathsheba. And so, I, I don't know if that's where it came from, but... Everything, gotcha. else, everything else goes directly to Katrina uh, Flux, the card. So, like, uh, mm -hmm. it's, it's an interesting. I don't know where they got it from. Sometimes that's why I ask because it's it's an interesting search, right? You just go look. Mm -hmm. like I said, mm -hmm. That wasn't a, a deep dive at all. That was just a quick reference to the uh, word Katrina. So, don't cool. know. Don't know where that's going. But speaking of effects, why don't you uh, tell us about number seven for you? Yeah, yeah. And maybe we don't know because it's so stealthy due to the playing of a stealth mode which is my number seven uh and it, it gives you an ember it's an action card play your opponent cannot play action cards during their next turn uh so it's uh that's it's a really great disruptor on your opponent right uh, especially if you think about star alliance right this is in common so you're going to potentially get a bunch of them so maybe you can do it multiple turns in a row you've got cards in your deck uh, star alliance that let you play star alliance multiple times in a row uh, and it maybe helps you protect you some of the cards that you don't want it to die, right? If you have that Helmsman Spears, right, and you know your opponent's got a few Twin Bolts or something like that, or Nerve Blast, you throw down Stealth Mode. Now they can't hit it that way. They actually have to fight into it. Maybe you have that Hapless Cadet or something else to protect it, and uh, suddenly you're you're cooking in Star Alliance for multiple turns. So it's it, it's real good. It's real good for disrupting whatever your opponent's plan is. It's so good, in fact, that my my 12-year-old, when I asked her, 
what her favorite Star Alliance card was or what she thought the best one was, she said probably Stealth Mode. So uh, she she would put this at number one, and uh, I, I put it at number seven. Uh, well, it's it's very good. Well, you could tell you can tell your daughter that she's absolutely correct. I have it at number two. Um, I don't know if she thought of who number one really should be, but um, I'm, I'm guessing she would at least let the argument happen. But Stealth Mode is now a common version of Scrambler Storm, which is ridiculous because Scrambler Storm was amazing um, for Logos. So like uh, this card is absolutely bonkers good and strong. Uh, I will spoil the fact just to let your daughter know that she's completely correct in her analysis. Um, <laughs> so yes. Every, every yes. card between now and your number one is probably wrong because your daughter, <laughs> you should have listened to your daughter. <laughs> and, and to be fair to her, I don't think she has a deck. She only has a, a handful of decks. I don't think she has a deck with at least my number one, which we know because we know we both. Well, we'll get to that. We'll get to it. <laughs> yeah. So, like with that said, um, yeah. But your daughter obviously is coming along with a great mind, and she's going to be a, a wonderful KeyForge player. So um, mm-hmm. keep it up, girl. Beat your dad up. Uh, <laughs> like, uh, but with that said, uh, my number seven was a uh, a play on General Order sixty six, I believe, fully, um, and the idea that they did General Order twenty four. Um, and this is another board removal. Um, it's a situational board removal where you basically can trap a person to where they have to choose a creature, and then all the creatures on both sides die from that so in a mirror match it's absolutely brutal um but in a non-mirror match it's even better because now you have a control element uh making them have to take a turn off at some point or have to find ways to deal with creatures that you put on the board to kill in order to get them off on your turn and then you have a turn to play creatures safely so like uh general order 24 is just amazing um it is basically you know the clone protocol of 66 general order 66 is definitely a spoof on the disney star wars thing and uh, i have to believe that because i'm a star wars mark as well but um i do love this card and the more you play it and the more um you figure it out i think uh the more you appreciate the kind of uh tactical um mind screw that you can basically put on somebody with uh, general order 24 and how much you change their course of actions so that's why i like it it's a disruptive mm. card i could just see Palpatine now execute General Order Twenty Four. I hope or, that goes through your head every time you see it now. <laughs> and all of you, I hope that uh, goes through that. Uh, <laughs> so, so, so I, so I didn't put this on my list, and I don't have enough experience with this card to realistically put it wherever it might fall within my top whatever. Uh, 96? Looks like there's 96 uh, Star Alliance cards. I, I, I don't quite know where it falls. I, I think I have one deck with this, but I, I haven't really played with that deck much. Gotta gotta get some more time on this card to, to see where it goes. It's definitely a weird card. I've played against it, and sometimes it's worked out really well for my opponents, and sometimes I've been able to make it work out for myself, uh, just based on how I played. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll have to play around with it more. I just, I just linked you one of my decks that have it that made me fall in love with it. So you go play that deck for a bit and you see, you see what right. I'm talking about. It's I'll, to, I'll have to play around with it. The Forum Courier. Um, ooh, ooh. Don't, don't mind Every forum fact. needs a courier. Don't, don't, don't <laughs> mind the fact that it has four E-dies and a knowledge is power and stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's, it's, just, really, but it's really <laughs> just, just some other cards to go along with General Order 24, I guess. <laughs> it, it puts the trap down, I'm telling you. It's really neat, but... Go, mm-hmm, go, mm-hmm. go go figure that deck out and then come back to me and let me know. About all right, all right, all right. I'll take a look. <laughs> all right, but moving on, uh, we'll go from Star Wars to Star Trek here, I guess. Uh, and it, my number six is an encounter suit. Um, so I definitely feel the uh, the space vibe here with encounter suit. But encounter suit is basically um, pretty wonderful at 
doing what the house needs the most and that is protecting creatures um and even the artwork on it is just funny because like it's like this guy just like taunting you with this thumb up like yeah go ahead do your worst i'm not gonna i'm not gonna feel any kind of action that you do because i have my awesome suit on and stuff and if you notice the robot in this like this is something i hadn't noticed before this is kind of new for Jaskor too is it has a stick and it looks like it's about to beat him with a stick and that's the one thing the encounter suit won't stop is uh physical attack <laughs> so like uh you basically i thought that was his friend i don't know but it, it looks like maybe he's getting ready to beat him because he's like yeah thumbs up i got my encounter suit on you can't gas me or do all these horrible things to me whatever actions you can't action me and this robot's like oh yeah well i got a stick I and mean, maybe he's gonna about to beat him with it i don't know but it could be a story. A little stun rod or something? Yeah. I don't know. Well, stun rod wouldn't work because that would be kind of like an action, wouldn't it? Uh, maybe he's trying to land an aircraft. It looks like one of those things the guys on the runways hold to, yeah, you know. Maybe. I, just want, I don't know. I just want to picture it that he's about to beat the encounter suit because this guy's too cocky with it. But mm-hmm, either way, mm-hmm. um, so that's the, the, the downside of an encounter suit is that you just fight and kill the creature. But if you don't have that kind of fight or that ability or this creature's hidden behind a nice fat, like hapless cadet taunt um it becomes really hard to kill that creature and in still in star alliance it's something you need and um it's just absolutely a most annoying upgrade and uh i had figured it's a good place to come in at number six right before we get to the top five which uh, are my mm-hmm. solids so yeah. yeah yeah it's a good card for sure for sure plus uh i think it reminds me of galaxy quest whenever <laughs> i i read the uh, flavor text right just because this sector's air is breathable it doesn't mean the next ones will be <laughs> but of course we know in star trek every sector's air is always breathable so uh yeah, i don't know i thought an, uh, it's thought it was fun <laughs> as long as you're not wearing a red shirt in star war and star trek you're you're pretty safe good shape yeah yep, yep, yep. <laughs> but anyhow so what was your number six so my number six is a uh, is a creature it's a four power creature so a little little tougher to just wipe off the board information officer gray Play Fight Reap, you may reveal a non-Star Alliance card from your hand if you do archive it. So archiving's great. Archiving's one of the stronger things you can do in the game to take those cards you need for later and use them when the right time arises. And so having Information Officer Gray do that potentially multiple times uh, across playing, fighting, and reaping can be really good. Sure, your opponent gets to see uh, what, what you're archiving, um, and that may help them play around it, but uh, I don't know, just the ability to archive is is so useful. Uh, I I will take it any day of the week. Have met multiple of these guys. You can you can move through your deck really quickly. And uh, again, another card that just helps you stay in Star Alliance and just keep staying in Star Alliance. Plus, like a Men in Black reference, I think with the uh, move along, nothing to see here with the light uh, at the crowd of crowd of aliens standing around. So, but. Uh, Thought it was pretty fun. And he is wearing glasses. So. Yeah, he's got the sunglasses on. Yeah, it's very, very men in black. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty sweet. Like, uh, interesting, interesting thought. Um, but card is fantastic because play, fight, reap. So you automatically get instant card draw from it because you're getting to archive a card um, as long as you have a, uh, a relevant non-Star Alliance card. Um, but uh, that's almost always. And you're going to get to do that archive and you get to basically push it into the side. So... Um, and the more times you get to use him, the more effective he is, right? And um, I think he's a very underrated uh, card for Star Alliance. I like this card a lot, and it probably doesn't get the, the kind of love that it probably should get. Um, it's pretty mm-hmm. pretty mm-hmm. solid uh, in everything that it does. So, I've got a deck that uh, I've got 
this guy in it and uh if i can get him out early and just start archiving a bunch of 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 my other cards it really makes the deck sing and it's really hard to for for my opponents to beat that deck when this guy comes out early but if i don't get him early and i don't get that jump start of archiving the right cards i, I can struggle sometimes to 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 have good turns mid-game so it cards like this can really help a deck be so much better yeah you can see that they're trying to capture that with the efficiency and arc as well um mm -hmm. the, the uh, numbers that they have posted for it you see the win rate is up because this card really does a lot for just moving a deck along like you said and kind of bringing pulling things together right yeah, the low is three point three. The high four point oh five. That's that's pretty good range. That's uh, that's better than a lot of the other cards from an arc perspective that we're uh, talking about today. Not all of them, but quite a few of them. Yeah. So, so with that with that uh, said, uh, why don't we move on to your other your next crewmate? Yes. You are on the crew. Another creature, three power, medic Ingram. So play, fight, reap. You may heal three damage from a creature and ward it. Being able to just spam wards out with, with Medic Ingram, she's a common, so maybe you have more than one of them, and warding up your best guys, warding your Information Officer Gray, warding your, your Helmsman Spears or your CXO Tabor, and just uh, getting yourself in a position where your board is very, very hard for your opponent to deal with can, can be so strong, right? And yeah, she's three power, but you, when you play her, you can have her ward herself when she comes out. So she's actually a little stickier than than some other three power folks when they when they come into play uh, and then on future turns you can you can start warding your other guys so uh, she's just so useful she makes the rest of your deck better as you ward your important guys i really like medic ingram yep and her cute she has the uh the cute flavor text of i know i shouldn't take off my encounter suit but they're so darn cute and she has this like li big lizard on her shoulder like mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. So it almost looks like the lizard has like a bandage on it or something, and now it's like, yeah, it's all like loving her and stuff, you know. Yeah, Very cute picture. Yeah. So, um, but again, she's wearing her encounter suit because it's important. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, Got to ward up, right? <laughs> right. And so yeah, so cool, cool text there and cool uh, crossover. But uh, medic Ingram, mm -hmm. yeah, three power with a ward and warding other things. Very, very powerful. Very. Uh, skill based um as far as like uh it's kind of binary in what it does but it does what it does really well and it's something that star alliance creatures need so uh, i like medic ingram at common as well um so she's very very uh readily available um so that's pretty nice it's good to have a medic readily available mm -hmm. but with that said, um, I will move to my number five and my number five was uh was like mostly harmless right uh, nothing too much uh, going on in the world of uh, Douglas Adams here in the quote. Uh, <laughs> it scans as mostly harmless. Book four of the trilogy. Um, satire like heaven sent uh, the quadricorder. Um, the quadricorder is awesome because it makes you pay for more keys. It's that taxing thing again with Garcia like I really like and that I'm a fan of. Um, but uh, in this case, like I could put my quadricorder on your best creature and now you have to deal with the idea of you're either paying for more for keys the rest of this game or you can kill your own creature somehow. Um, so there's a lot of tactical little things that you can do with quadricorder and um, it's very uh, exciting like uh, as far as like um, like the idea that you can just get on your opponent's side of the board and, and mess with them so especially mm -hmm. when they, especially when they stack up like a, a z-force agent or something and then you're just like access denied quadricorder ha 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 eat that <laughs> so um, like uh, I'm a fan of this card I think at uh, coming in at number five is a solid spot for it and um, I, I enjoy it 
Yeah, it's a good one. I, I have a deck I like with two quadra quarters, and it creates lots of problems for for my opponent. And uh, it's 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 definitely fun that way. Um, love the Douglas Adams reference. Uh, we actually just finished reading the um, uh, the first book, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, with uh, with my daughters, and uh, you know they they thought it was hilarious. Uh, can can you guess what my my older daughter's favorite character from the book is? I don't know if you remember the characters well enough. But uh, first book, take take a guess. Hmm. The robot. Yes, you got it, Marvin, the Marvin. depressed robot. She yeah. just thinks Marvin is hilarious. Yeah. Every time he goes on about how terrible life is, she just gets the giggle, and and uh, which makes me smile. So yeah, <laughs> it's uh, it's a lot of fun. Knowing what I know of your daughter, it seems like the right fit. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. For sure, for Marvin. sure. Yeah, she definitely has my sense of humor in many ways, and uh, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> yeah. Well, good choice again. See, she's two for two. She's in my she's in my good wheel book. <laughs> mm -hmm. But uh, see, good good taste there on the kiddo. Um, so with that said, um, my number four is um, basically my my coin flip between Kirby's, um, and I went with subject Kirby because I think that playing a creature gives you much more value than playing an action and i think that uh having just a physical body to go with whatever effect that you're getting off of the kirby great job you're drawing a card basically because you're playing a creature great job so uh, both kirby is absolutely fantastic but subject kirby just got the tip for me on this because uh, i think he's just amazing and uh, i think that uh, kirby is interesting as well because in the subject kirby artwork eh, he's turning into an aquian in my opinion so i think that uh they basically have been messing with kirby and kirby's always the happy-go-lucky guy so like I, I could see him volunteering for some kind of like we have this new mutagenic serum that is a uh, you know could turn you into an aquian for a couple of days so that you can get down there and learn more about these dark tiding secrets and he's just like yeah sure i'll do that uh, oh this doesn't hurt a bit like uh, <laughs> i just see that so um, he's so happy-go-lucky in that first in the com officer kirby artwork right star alliance command has to be out there somewhere or something like that i'm not looking at the text yeah, right yeah. now but it's something that effect yeah and uh yeah I, I could see him uh, uh volunteering and then things going uh, i don't i don't know if he looks like he's quite as happy in the subject carby artwork uh anymore mm -hmm. but uh i'm happy when i have him because he's so powerful and yeah, but he's basically saying like you know i'm okay nothing no, nothing going wrong here Mm -hmm. so, um pretty funny um but subject kirby is definitely a, a powerhouse card um i am a fan of him big time to the point where i actually have uh a triple Kirby now with a double Gray Rider deck, and uh, it, it can do some crazy first turn plays. Let's just say that, like going first, uh, like only being able to play one card isn't something this deck has to do. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. so um, it's pretty fun. Um, I like it. <laughs> That's cool. I've got a uh, a double Kirby triple Fandangle deck that I like. It's not a first turn situation, but that can be a real surprising way. To, to start playing out cards uh, immediately. Plus, it's got an exchange officer in this, so I can actually play Fandangle in any house mm. and uh, and just pop the board with the Polja dudes and start reaping or fighting. So uh, yeah. he he can be real good. He can be real good. Seriously, I feel fine. <laughs> <laughs> so moving on, uh, we'll go to your uh, number four. Yes, yes. And, and I started having a lot of trouble here figuring out if number four is number four, if it should be even better on my list because it's it's so good. Uh, and that is an artifact called Transporter Platform. 
it gives you an ember when you play it, because, you know, why not? And it has an action ability. Return a friendly creature and each upgrade attached to it to their owner's hands. So we've already, you've heard a whole bunch about how great the play effects are on a bunch of these creatures we've named, right? But it also has, uh, you also have a ton of upgrades with Ember on them. Now, we didn't put a lot of them on our top 10, but there's a lot of good ones out there. You know, like you get, uh, um, you know, Light of the Archons, or you get, you know, uh, Coking Dongle. Like, a bunch of these are really useful for keeping your uh, your Star Alliance guys alive. And then you get a transport pro- uh, platform to get that Ember off off those upgrades multiple times, get those play effects multiple times, it can just start to get silly, right? This, I think this card enables a lot of the Star Alliance shenanigans that uh, pe- people talk about and enjoy, or hate, depending on which side of the table that you're on. Yeah, Good card. I, yeah, and I love Transporter Platform 2. It's my number three. Um, so you know my three and two is Transporter Platform in stealth mode. So I'll let you mm-hmm. drive us to number one. But um, like the Transporter Platform is also good in the idea that you have cards like Infernus and stuff that on your Star Alliance turn, now you can restock your um, Infernus back into your hand directly, um, which isn't maybe the greatest, but it's still very good. And uh, there's certain creatures that you want to do that with. So sometimes Transporter Platform can stretch out past just the Star Alliance turn, right? Um, but most, almost always, it's going to be more effective to be in the Star Alliance turn doing things. But uh, it does give you some stretch, too. So it's another one of those cool things. So don't be afraid mm-hmm. of the uh, transport platform, as uh, the quote says. <laughs> and uh, enjoy it, because um, it is a wonderful card, and it does really cool things. And uh, again, high variance, uh, depending on how your deck plays and what your deck has in it. But um, it, it's at the top of its game it's really great and at the bottom of this game it's still pretty good so um with that said that's my idea on transporter platform so why don't you take it away with uh three and two yes so three and two for me are the kirby's right so we already talked to them a little bit i put subject kirby as number two and com officer kirby as number three right i think you're likely to have more creatures than you are uh non-creatures you want to play um, so I give a little bit of the edge to Kirby, subject Kirby, especially if you think about mass mutation where, uh, those pips are all over the place. So you can play out your, uh, creatures and still do some damage, still do some capture, uh, and draw and whatnot. So, uh, I, I gave a little bit of a nod there, but I, I didn't, I didn't try to whittle down to just one of the Kirby's on my list. So, um, they're real good. They're real good. Should we should we talk about our number one then? Our joint number one? Sure. Um this is my favorite card. It's been my favorite card since I saw it broken and uh like spoiled. So um there was no doubt that if you know anything about any of the shows I've ever done or talked about Star Alliance that um this is my girl. She's uh she's <laughs> the one that I, I love most, so uh, why don't you take it home? Yeah, so Captain Val Jericho, right? So uh, Captain Val Jericho is a five-power creature, um, and she has one armor. And she says, during your turn, if Captain Val Jericho is in the center of your battle line, you may play one card that is not of the active house. So uh, one of the best, if not the best, first turn cards, right? So hard mulliganing for her is is not crazy. It's it's probably actually a good idea. Play her out and then play something else. A- anything that you want, right? It's not, uh, doesn't have to be a creature or an action or artifact, whatever. It could be whatever, right? And then uh, it also works in other house turns, right? You can play whatever card you want 
regardless of if you didn't play uh, Star Alliance that turn. So just the versatility, the the fact that she's hard to take out, it's just just so good. She's she's a pretty awesome card. Yeah, I agree. Uh, five power, one armor is significant. Uh, not even Gleeful Mayhem can uh, stop her. Um, she's mm-hmm. amazing. And um, she, like I said, like you were talking about, like the idea of that it's the, may play one card that is not of the active house means that you can play Star Alliance ho- cards on other mm-hmm. houses' turns because of the passive effect. So um, she's just always in play. And if she's on the board, she's a threat because she's always giving you an extra card. And people don't think about that. Like you're getting to play an extra card means you're getting to draw an extra card. So the value of all this is just absolutely insane. And like in the right decks, she's absolutely gross. And if you have two of them in a deck, oh my God. Like so much value. Um, gonna go back and forth between the two of them once, and uh, that's two extra cards you're playing. So um, this is the uh, this is mother on on steroids, right? Like in some sense, like uh, it's uh, mm-hmm, doing mm-hmm. some some interesting things. So if you like mother, you can't hate Val Val Jericho because it's basically an evolved mother, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, she's very good, very good, deserved of the top spot on both of our lists. Yes, which I think might be one of the first times I think we've... Uh, nope, Nature's Call. Martian Generosity. No, probably the same on all of them. No. Oh, well, no, I think number one first, we've... No, the first... Yeah, actually, Control of the Week, too. So there's only been two that we haven't agreed on. That was uh, Logos and uh, Shadows. So, mm-hmm. I have mm-hmm. good notes. <laughs> all right. Better, better than I do, but that sounds right. That sounds right. I think, yeah, number one we've been relatively consistent. The rest of it, I think, we've been all over the place, so... Yeah, we do what we do. Um, we have different mm-hmm, viewpoints, mm-hmm. and that's the beauty of this game: is that different things mean different things. But with Absolutely. all that said, um, I got nothing else for you. But make sure you check out that event on the uh, 13th coming up. Uh, come watch the wheel spin on the 12th and see what these uh, people that have signed up for get out of their mystery boxes too. Um, I always invite the Twitch streams. Also, I'm streaming uh, Monday, uh, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays at 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. ish. Um, on Twitch, uh, Eastern Standard Time. So if you guys want to pop in and watch me play some Keyforge and just be laid back, uh, it's just basically I'm playing some of my favorite decks at this point, trying to learn a couple of new ones and stuff. And I pick a deck usually and play it all day, and you know take feedback and uh, explain things that I'm doing as well. So it's kind of fun, just back and forth. But uh, check mm-hmm. me out if you if you got time, I would appreciate it. And um, just say hi, stop into the stream, say hi. Um, but other than that, I got cool. nothing else for you. This is take three. Hopefully, it sticks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It's better. Is, uh, <laughs> this is the uh, Star Alliance episode. Do you got anything else you want to add, Drez? Oh, just uh, you know, I uh, the ABR new season ABR starting soon. I'm a captain this year, so maybe later today, by the time this episode comes out, you'll already know. But maybe later today, I will draft you. Who knows? And you'll be on the best team, right? Best team. We're I mean, gonna go with best team. If I don't know. I, if I'm on the team, probably not. There you go. There you go. You, maybe what I should do, maybe I should just post in the forum, hey, who wants to be on the best team? Let me know and I'll draft you and, and see see what kind of uh, ridiculousness that uh, ensues from that kind of post. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. But, uh, it's all about fun. Yeah, ABR. So, ABR is great. Yeah, I, I've had a lot of fun with ABR. I'm also doing Coat for the first time uh, this go around. So um, I'm excited about that. I, I'm excited about the format. You know, I like all sorts of goofy, low SAS decks that are better than they look. So that's that's in my wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there's still time to sign up for that. So if you want to compete against myself and other folks, uh, you, you still I, have time to sign up there. I do have a, I do have a, a team for Coat as well. Um, cool. It's all UA people as mm-hmm. well, UAP. 
So, same here. Uh, same here. Archon Prime. So our team is uh, representing, and we're shooting to win. Like we're not playing around this time. Um, we want to. We want to do well. Um, and this is. I, I got with me. I have uh, Band Solitude, which is Dan, and I have <laughs> Lachlan, um, Anxious Pirate. So I'm excited mm-hmm. for my team. Um, I think I have some pretty solid players, and hopefully uh, I don't drag, drag them down. Um, but. Uh, <laughs> We are basically, uh, if you if you see us, we are Five Eyes Classified. That's our, our team name because we have a, a Canadian, a Australian, and a U.S. guy. So we did cool. it off of the military uh, top secret uh, kind of thing where it's like uh, we used a, lo- a, a term that goes with the uh, classification markings. So Cool, cool. Yeah, yeah we are, uh, so let's see, I've got some UA guys too. So I got Scrowner and I've got uh, MetApps. So oh. we're going to try to give you give you awesome. a run for your money. That's a fun team. Like those are both yeah. quality guys. I love them both. Um, Definitely. So, yeah. So that's Definitely. all we got then, and uh, I've got nothing else. This is uh, I'm Jupiter from Manlius, New York, uh, aka the Fifth Planet Keyforge, as always. Um, I did get a, Ma- a Manlius deck recently in the mail. I forgot to mention that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm very excited about that. It's a Quixelstone <laughs> deck too. So super fun, fun. super good. Um, I'm learning how to play it. It's different for me. Um, I think I need to practice control a lot more. I'm really bad at it. Um, but um, yeah, so I'm happy about that. But uh, do you have anything else, Mister? Uh, near philly no no so uh, um, i'm Drascore, and uh it's good talking with you guys today and happy forging yeah and this is uh like i said before jupiter and uh, i hope to catch you on the flip flip side go brady <laughs>